mind-boggling as uh, this is episode i believe 599 how about that 599 where has the time gone <laughs> well i cannot uh thank you guys enough obviously you know once it's the 600th episode um i will thank you uh, even more how about that so thank you for all the support for those uh men and women and children of all ages who who've stuck by uh, my con content for a long time from way back several years ago and, and speaking of several years ago um a little later on in this episode uh we're going to kind of play um a, an old uh an old old episode more or less with, with roddy strong uh, when he was a guest here from 2015 and because uh, i got this idea right i was and and being the success that we're seeing roddy strong and roger strong and and Ricochet both have in the WWE right now. And, and it, it's interesting because in that episode from 2015 that we'll play back a little later on here in this episode here, uh, where Roddy Strong was the guest, I did a BBB, uh, Breakdown Before Breakout, which is a segment I used to do a lot, on a young guy named Ricochet. So it's, it's actually pretty interesting to see the success that these two guys have had um, separately uh, over the course of uh, three years or so. So it's impressive, uh, and um, you know, I I didn't expect to see. I knew how talented they both were, but I, you know, I. It, <clears throat> it's like I don't want to say I didn't expect to see them make it into the WWE, get in, and not only that, but succeed. But I got to tell you, like three years ago, uh, doesn't sound like a long time ago, but there's so much WWE content, and that wheel is always turning. That creative wheel is turning with Vince McMahon and, and Triple H and Stephanie, and it's just constantly in their, their creative team. Things change so much. Concepts change. Uh, uh, what they're looking for changes, but some things stay the same, like Roman Reigns push, right? So, that <laughs> you know, that stays the same. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, I'm being a wise ass, but you get my drift. Um, but things have changed, and, and they keep changing. So, like I talked about several times in the past, like guys like uh, Samoa Joe, I'd never expected, or, or Bobby Roode, you know, AJ, to not just be in WWE, but be flourishing in WWE. And it's not because I don't feel they're talented enough. I obviously think they're awesomely talented. They're personal friends of mine. And it's just that I just didn't think that, you know, having that TNA thing on them, that 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 they ever would have got there. But that that's an old discussion um, because they, they they it's not like they just showed up in WWE. They've been there and they're flourishing and kicking ass and taking names, as is Roger Strong and uh, Ricochet. So uh, it, which is cool. I mean, to see now that that you know Roddy Strong is you know look at that he, he, you know, part of the undisputed era, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions. 
that's a huge deal. That's him and O'Reilly. That's that's huge. That's huge. He's got a title. Um, and, and Ricochet, he's got a title. He's the NXT North American champion. I mean, so and they're fixing to do a little business. It seems maybe a tag team match. I would think. I don't read the spoilers for NXT and stuff, but um, with uh, with um, you know. Uh, undisputed era against ricochet and pete dunn that seems like what's going to happen so uh you know it, it it just got me thinking hey maybe do a little business here and um you know um uh, you know play play um um you know some old stuff here uh which i don't normally do i hate to call it old but it's stuff that you can't find you can't get um because some stuff old content of mine is available some isn't so that's what's cool about this um so what I what I should have said, uh, what talked about was this past SummerSlam special. I was going to get to that at the top of the show. Um, you know, it's um, I, I I can't thank you guys enough because of the success of these specials when I do them, and all of you guys that listen. Um, it's really awesome, and it's 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 a lot of work for me. I have to be frank. It's a lot of work, and, and because I have a daily radio show that I do, as you guys know, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day called, called Taz and the Moose, covering sports. So I, there's a lot of prep work on my hand for that show, <clears throat> and it's a full-time job, as you guys can imagine, you know, tr- you know, trekking into Manhattan every day. I don't live in Manhattan. I live on Long Island, so it's a lot of work, and it's it's I'm not bitching. It's just it's part of my job. I mean, doing the specials is – because I do a quick turnaround and I go to work the next morning. And after I do the specials at 2 a.m., I turn around and at 6 a.m., you know, I'm doing the, the sports show. So, um, I, you know, when I hear about and I see the numbers, the downloads uh, and the live numbers, the downloads of the podcast of the specials, it's it's so awesome. And it's it. I, it makes me, I don't want to get soft, but it makes me feel like I'm so proud that you guys listen and 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 like what I'm doing and, and for this long. So I mean it. I'm not kissing ass. And you guys that know me and listen to me a lot, you know how I am. I normally don't do that. But I got to tell you, I, um, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I'm, I'm so proud. I, I really am. And I, and I appreciate all you guys. I, I mean that. I mean that, and and the phone lines are just jammed when I'm I'm doing it. It's like you know, full full banks of phones for three straight hours, and and at the radio station, you know, WFAN and CBS Sports Radio, these are no joke. These are like legitimate, <laughs> top level worldwide power stations, and these phone lines are just cranking. It's so awesome, and it's so the bosses are like, wow, it's really nice, you know. I'm, yeah, and it's it's nice that they they believe in wrestling at that level. It's, you know, it's um, a level of radio broadcasting, I should say. So maybe one day the video stuff will be back. Um, that could happen um, with, with, with the specials. That could be. I mean, we'll see. But, you know, I wanted to thank you guys for it. So, you know, because it's uh, it's 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 very nice. And it it's just it's it's awesome that um, even though there's been a ton of changes with the Taz show, as you guys know, and it's not. The same type show it used to be. It's a different way it's done. It's more of a straight podcast like I'm doing right now, obviously. But, you know, the bulk of you guys have stuck around and and, and support it. And, you know, that's what I mean. There's been so many changes over the past three and a half years with the show, the Taz show, and you guys sticking by it. But those those specials stay the same and they're consistent. Um, And the numbers are consistent and just are awesome. So 
I just wanted to just take a moment and, and thank you guys for that. So uh, I also want to thank uh, uh, the people that support this show, the company, the, the, the organization that supports this show heavily, and that's, that's Rocket Mortgage by Quickens, because as you guys know, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a very big role in your life and your family, and that's why they created Rocket Mortgage, guys. And, <clears throat> you know, we've had people who listen to this show who've bought their first home one person their second home privately messaged me through rocket mortgage by quick loans because of the taz show so and and rocket mortgage is simple guys it's so easy and, and it's not just something that i say out here it's truth i mean they, they give you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan and like i said it's simple and it allows you to fully understand all the details to be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you no matter if it's your first house or your 10th it doesn't matter. It's a, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make the right and informed decision. And it's convenient, has a trusted partners that allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you get to even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. And that's a Rocket Mortgage, guys. So, um... What else was I want to get at you guys with? Uh, la, 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 la. Yes, the uh, story time schnabitz, as you guys know, the gimmick that uh, on the uh, WWE Network. So, um, so I'm doing a special, and I knew, and I teased it on a podcast here, as you guys know. I knew it was going to happen while I was doing a special, meaning WWE Network. For those that don't know, WWE Network did their first new season of story time, the animated gimmick uh, Fern and Burnham that they do. The funny stuff with wrestlers, uh, former WWE guys or current WWE guys and girls telling stories. And they put little animation cartoon gimmicks in there. And it's good stuff. And um, they did uh, they did the, the last one, uh, the, well, first season and the last segment of all of them. Your boy had the main event slot, which is pretty cool in the animation world, right? <laughs> so it was a story that I've told in the past here about Michael Cole. Where, um, uh, you know, he was uh, he was ripping Vince uh, for a voice of a read, um, and <laughs> and the mics were on, and and Cole didn't know, and and Vince heard him, and and uh, so I don't want to give away too much of the story for those that don't know the story or didn't see story time yet, but go to WWE Network, check it out. Um, you know, I I I, I guess uh, I guess your boy is is over again. Uh, I'm headed. I I told my wife, go ahead. Get that R.I.T. Rit dye orange. Dye that wedding gown, and we're going. Oh, yeah, H.O.F. Jones. Maybe not, but we'll see. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I, I've been teasing about that forever. So some people are like, what is he talking about that have, don't know? Well, it, it's a joke. It's, it's just a stupid joke. Don't worry about it. Um, it's about the Hall of Fame. It's, it's silliness. It's silliness. Silly, I say. Silly. Um, so story time was fun. And I recorded that, uh, you know, at the WWE Studios uh, a while back, <laughs> to be honest. So <laughs> a little delay Jones on that, but whatever. I guess I had other stuff to do, and they got so much going on at WWE Network. Who the hell knows? So I appreciate WWE and the producers and, and the creative people that wrote me into that thing. And, and obviously, uh, you know, Vince and Stephanie and, and uh, you know, 
Kevin Dunn and and Triple H all approved these things. So whoever gave the final blow of approval, thank you. I appreciate it because I got a lot of buzz from from WWE fans about it and who saw it. So um, that's awesome. So thanks and thanks to all you guys who watched. It seemed like you guys liked it. And like I said, it's on the WWE Network if you want to see it and check it out. But it was fun to record. You know, it's funny thing, real quick. I so I I. I have not heard back from Cole. Like I, he knew when I recorded it, I told him about it. He didn't, he works. He's on the contract. He's the voice of the company. He didn't know I was doing it. And then when I told him, he's like, Oh shit, that's funny. We were laughing. Like he's, Oh, that's awesome. Right. Cause he remembered the story. He was cracking up. I said, well, hopefully you don't get no heat with Vince. He goes, no, nah, you know, Vince, he's not, you know, he's that's, that's like so much water under the bridge. He don't care. And, um, uh, <laughs> So now I thought I'd hear from him once they did the story time and they dropped it to you guys, the public, nothing <laughs> crickets, but he's been busy with SummerSlam and raw. And I've been a little busy myself. So, um, I'm sure a touch base, but maybe over the weekend or something, but, um, but hopefully he's not hot. I don't think he is, but it was pretty funny. Um, because, you know, he's got a good sense of humor. And that's the one thing I got to tell you guys about Michael Cole. I don't know if I ever said this before about him. Look at yuck. That guy does not take himself serious. I've worked with broadcasters as broadcast partners and, you know, without naming names, that some cats take themselves way, 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 and way too serious. This guy, Michael Cole, is a joy to work, always was a joy to work with with that. He never took himself too serious he 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 wanted to be the brunt of the joke he understood like he understood the, the comedy and the comedic timing of the whole bits and stuff like that like and i really think that's a huge part of why he's been successful so um um you know and i think that's vince knows that about him too and and, and everybody in power there at wwe so um if you know cole you know how he is he's he's about to show first he's about the broadcast first he's about the talent um he's dead last in his mind like he that's just his style you know the only time i saw him really get his competitive juices going and he's got them is when we were really trying to catch up or pass whatever you want to call it jr and king when we were a team cole and i on smackdown we were trying to and i've talked about that a lot where we felt like we were the, the young guys that were just not really getting all the opportunities and we went and spoke up to vince more than once and cole was right there he spoke up he wasn't like you know I've worked with guys where it's time to go talk to the boss and they're like, yeah, let's go, let's go. Our guns are blazing. Let's go, let's go. And then you get in there and they tuck their tail between their ass and they get soft as shit. Okay, that's not Cole. He did not do that. Um, so, uh, but that other thing I told you about, the tail being tucked, uh, I've witnessed that uh, more than once with certain guys. Again, I'm biting my tongue. So I've just, I'm just telling you. So, uh, so that's the deal on that. So, um, I want to talk a little bit too before we get into uh, replaying the uh, the Roger Strong 2015 uh, interview, his guest spot when he he and I talked it up and had a good time. Um, again, that was from 2015, way before WWE for him, and the Ricochet uh, breakdown before breakout. So before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about Braun Strowman and the delay on cashing in this Money in the Bank. And we saw the Shield reunite on Raw, which was pretty cool. I did not expect that. I told you guys on that special what I thought was going to happen. I thought for sure that Braun was going to cash in that, um, you know, that 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 monster in the bank, money in the bank, whatever he calls it, because of how Fugazi and funky it was what they did at SummerSlam, um, where it felt like, you know, Braun was out there. He said, look, I'm going to do things face-to-face, and I'm not waiting for my opponent to be hurt and weak. 
and I'm cashing it in. I'm one of you guys. That's basically what he said. He didn't, I don't think he used those exact words, I'm cashing it in, but it was a powerful, strong implication that he was passing it in, passing, uh, pa- cashing it in, I should say. And it didn't happen. And But we saw Brock lose, and we saw the new champ, as predicted by yours truly, would be uh, Roman Reigns. But I don't think that you had to be a rocket scientist to figure out that was going to happen, even though I wouldn't mind being a rocket scientist, but I digress. Um, I did think that Braun would cash it in big time and and win it, like not just cash it in because he that's kind of what he did. He came out to cash it in, and then here comes – you know, Seth Rollins, and here comes, you know, the the new and approved Dean Ambrose. And who would have thunk it? The Shield, uh, you know, they fucking beat the crap out of, uh, you know, out of Braun, put him through the table and all that stuff. And it was like, okay, well, what about the gimmick? What about the cash in this? So that's the thing. It's a little up in the air. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, it, it, the, the Shield's back together again. So we've seen them reunite. This is probably, what, the second time, third time? I can't remember, but it's okay. I thought the timing of it was great. I thought it was a good spot having those guys come out. No one expected it. I didn't. So if anybody predicted it, God bless you, because I, I didn't expect it. <laughs> not one bit. I did not expect that to happen one bit, kids. No, no, no. But um, but it definitely uh, definitely was cool to – um to see that go down uh hey guys uh, re- really fast i'd like to just talk to you uh as i've talked about in the past um if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran please call the veterans crisis line confidential support is available 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year for veterans and their families simply dial 1-800-273-8255 press the number one or you can use the online chat function uh, on veteranscrisisline.net. Or you can also text 838-255. The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. So please visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Again, 800-273-8255. Press the number one or use the online chat function at veteranscrisisline.net, or you can text 838-255. So, um, okay, so uh, anyway, that's the deal. So Roman is still over. Uh, he is the champ. He's the universal champ. And uh, Bron, what's going to happen? I do think they're putting – I do think Roman's a transitional champ. Especially what now to me anyway, I'm gonna run with this because now that the shield is back together and we saw saw this this go down with these these three big big dogs, you know, and and it just seems to me like well, it's a perfect time, you know, uh, to uh, to maybe take the title off of Roman. It'll be a little rougher to do, I guess, because you got two guys in the corner in essence, uh, while Braun's working with uh, Roman, but. He's Braun Strowman. He got his ass whooped, which is rare. And you know, homeboy, big boy, is going to come back with a vengeance on Monday on Raw. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait till Monday to see what happens. But I do predict that that title, that universal title, will end up on uh, Braun Strowman sooner rather than later. I just do. I just, I'm running with it. I'm sticking with it. I don't care what you're reading online, this, that, nothing. I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last time. But I'm just telling you how I feel. And uh, on the other side of the break, so you're going to get a pretty cool dealio here, a 2015 interview, as I said, with Roger Strong and yours truly, me talking to Roddy 
He was a guest on the show. And then we also have a ricochet uh, BBB breakdown before breakout. This was done also in the same show that Roger Strom was on. So, as I said, I was inspired by doing that because of, uh, you know, what we uh, what we're seeing with the success of these guys right now. Uh, you know, NXT, both of those cats holding titles, you know, uh, Ricochet and Strong. So it's pretty cool. And they're both amazing in-ring competitors and uh, solid, solid guys. So uh, a lot of success for two current uh, studs in the business. Ain't no doubt about it. All right, Taz Show, sit tight. Be right back, kids. Here we go. Now, I know we got a lot of people on hold that still want to give their fantasy booking for WrestleMania, their first and second matches. Uh, just stand by. We'll get at you in a second here. want to talk to you about this young man named Ricochet, okay? Um, this is a guy who, from an athletic standpoint, I don't really think you're going to find anyone better. His look is tremendous. He's in tremendous. Uh, he's got a tremendous physique, muscularity, athletic athleticism. Everything about him is in-ring work. His explosiveness, his timing, you know, uh, it's its so obvious that, you know, he's this kid, you know, he, I'm calling him a kid, I, you know, I shouldn't say kid, but he's uh, hes far from a rookie, let's just put it that way. I mean, you know, uh, he had his debut match in 2004, okay, and he's been, uh, he's really just works for some of the better um, high end from an athletic wrestling demand perspective of an audience front of tough audiences for companies like I said Pro Wrestling Gorilla I was saying earlier you know PWG Dragon Gate I mean hello you know Beyond Wrestling up in Providence so this, this guy and he also for those that don't know he works under a mask I'll stooge it off for <laughs> the great Lucha Underground he works as Prince Puma I think he there. has it on his Twitter account he says he plays a prince on TV <laughs> <laughs> yes his Twitter account is at King Ricochet okay so uh, he is uh, something special he really is, and uh, he's a former open. Let me see, a former open the dream, open the dream gate champion, former open, open a brave gate champion. This guy won in 2014 the PWG B O L A. That's Battle of Los Angeles. That's probably one of the best tournaments from an in ring perspective you're ever going to see of athletes. So uh, if we can, video Brian, if you're ready, bro, we got some footage here to show you. If you guys listening and not watching, go watch this later on TazShow.com on the VOD. This right here is Ricochet against a guy named JT Dunn. Again, thank you to Beyond Wrestling. This is from Beyond Wrestling up there in New England. And watch this. Look at that kip up right there by this guy, by King Ricochet. He's in the black, by the way, King Ricochet. And you can see that, that the, the physique on him. That's JT Dunn right there. Watch. Now watch this exchange here between these two guys. Just watch Ricochet here in the black. Watch how his bounce. Look at that, just just a head scissor to a flip, back to a kip-up, drop kick. Unbelievable extension in the middle of his body, the way he performs that drop. You're good right there, bro. I mean, that's just one spot right there of him just showing you a little, a little sample of what this guy can do athletically. We have a couple of more clips from that match 
from Beyond Wrestling against JT Dunn. Let's go right here. Let's check this out. This is a, oh, it's a nice spine buster right here by Ricochet, again, in the black. And he kind of emulates the rock here for a second. Like he's going to do the people's elbow gimmick. It's pretty funny. Shows his entertaining ability. And watch what he does right here. Instead of doing the elbow, he goes over, right? And then, instead of doing the elbow, he does a standing moonsault flip right there into a cover. Okay, into a kick out by JT Dunn, who also, by the, JT, by the way, JT Dunn, excellent performer too. Uh, but I'm focusing right now on Ricochet. And we have two more spots I want to show you for this match. If you're ready, video, Brian, pull up that Northern Lights spot into the Brain Buster false finish. Nice side kick, crescent kick, Northern Lights suplex by Ricochet, front flip over. <laughs> Look at that. It's unreal. I mean, it just shows you. Okay, we can get out of that, dude. Shows you how good this guy is. He, his timing, how fluid he is in the ring, how smooth he is in the ring. Incredibly agile. Incredibly, his poise is something that I'm going to watch here. So watch this. This goes into the finish, I believe. He's got him up in the fireman's character's ricochet on JT Dunn and just goes for a kick. And JT Dunn shuts him down with an elbow. But watch what happens. Double knees to the mush. To the face by Ricochet on Dunn. And watch this finish here. He's got him up with a fireman's carry. Watch the power. Shoots him up and boom! With a big round kick to the face. Like a Pele kick, I should say. More like a Pele kick while the guy's in midair coming down. Very hard to do. His timing, his athleticism, his talent. Um, he is really something special. I'm a big fan of Ricochet. And if you're watching Lucha Underground, I don't care if he's wearing a mask or not, as he's Prince Puma or not, whatever, he really is, um, I think, a guy that can end up in any company or just stay where he is, stay what he's doing. I mean, because he's a draw. Like, uh, hardcore fans know this guy. This is not some guy nobody knows, but mainstream audience does not know him. He's plug-and-play, dude. You put this guy in NXT or WWE main roster uh, and let him just go out there and work. Uh, he could work with anyone, big, small, whatever, it don't matter. He's just that talented of a guy. And he, like I said, his poise is something that when you really watch his full matches, you can see how he just takes his times with things. He, he, he's entertaining in between those things. And he's incredibly strong, too. Like, if you've seen him go up against guys bigger than him, oh. he's is incredibly impressive. He, he totally is. He totally You're right. You know, so he he's uh, just saying Ricochet is a guy who just – He's this modern-day, today's wrestler, you know, of, of where it's just a, a load of athleticism. It, that's what today's wrestler's about. It's not about being 6'8 anymore and walking around like you're a dinosaur and you're 400 pounds. <laughs> that, that, those days are gone. Fans, are, uh, they, they don't want that. They want athletes. You know, they want that. Someone said to me, hey, Taz, do you, do you think your time, you would have been better now as a wrestler, the style you have with your ring, in-ring work, suplexing, mat work, and that you weren't a giant, but, you, you know, athleticism and all that. For my, uh, um, yeah, I do think I would have probably made more money as a wrestler. I probably had more success, but if I had to redo it, I wouldn't redo one thing. I'm totally happy in that hole with everything the way my career went. You know, totally. I would not want to change one thing. But if I was wrestling today... Yeah, I think my style is more conducive of what guys are doing today. <laughs> I kind of was doing the stuff, you know, especially with a lot of the MMA stuff. So to me, it's, you know, I'm watching some old stuff of mine that someone sent me and that someone said on WWE Network, and I'm like, I'm watching some stuff that I was doing, and I'm like, wow. I I hate to pat myself on the back, but I kind of really was a little bit ahead of my time. That yeah, sounds, pretty innovative. That sounds self-serving, <laughs> but I, I, I'm sorry. I guess I have to serve myself. I mean, but really, I, I, you know, I, 
I don't know. I was like, well, okay. I I, was, I remember doing this or doing this kind of submission thing or doing this kind of, you know, entrance or whatever. It's just like all different things. I mean, but you know, you can't you can't worry about you can't think about if you look at yesterday and what you did and your successes. You know, you you can't you can't succeed if you're looking backwards and you're driving. You crashed a car. You got to look forward. You got to look to the now. You can't worry about yesterday. You can't worry about tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you can't. You got you got to worry about today. You know, you got to worry about today. So that was it, man. So I, I want to thank um, I want to thank Ricochet for bringing such great matches, and I'm looking forward to this young man's future to see what he does and what he brings to some wrestling company. If not, just stays where he is. Stay doing his great work on the indie scene or for the smaller companies like a pro wrestling gorilla um, or like beyond up up in New England, you know, and, and whatever he's going to do overseas or stuff with Lucha Underground. He's a tremendous worker. And for uh, everyone watching and listening, in case you haven't had the opportunity to see that whole match with JT Dunn that we were showing, check it out. It was a really good match. Yeah, you might have a hard time finding it. You could go to uh, Beyond Wrestling, okay? They'll go to their website and their Twitter account, and they have a YouTube channel. I believe they have a subscription base, but it's well worth it. They give you some really – if you really are a wrestling fan and you're a little tired of the mainstream stuff that we, you know, we see on TV all the time or on WWE Network or whatever, you know, uh, companies like you know, uh, Beyond Wrestling give you some good wrestling. You know, they give you some good some guys that really work their asses off. So there's no doubt about it. All right, look, this one we're gonna take a break. Come back to the side of the break. We're gonna have our special guest, Roger Strong, the world TV champion from Ring of Honor, and then we'll continue with uh Manny off the hook later on in the show. If you want to call uh after we speak to Roger Strong, it's eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. Gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Mr. Strong from Ring of Honor. We're back on the Taz Show. Working on getting uh, Roderick Strong here from Ring of Honor, the TV champ. Getting him on the hook here, working on that right now. You know what? Let's do a little bit more. Uh, while we're waiting to do that, let's do a little bit more mania off the hook. Uh, you know what? Do me a favor, uh, Captain. Break down, read the list of uh, the um, where we've been like as far as the guys from Friday, I like go through some of the. We're fans. talking about the first matches now. The first matches sure. into some of today. Just, just go through it, please. Okay, so on uh, Friday, Anthony from New York had mentioned he wanted to see Sami Zayn against Kevin Owens open it up. Uh, Rob from Ohio, who we spoke to earlier today, had mentioned Kurt Angle against uh, Alberto Del Rio. That that would be an amazing match. He was talking about it being a surprise too, kind of like an mm. open challenge. Yeah. Angle just showing up, so that was a great idea. And uh, Emmanuel from North Carolina had Balor and uh, Nakamura. Yeah, that I like. Opening that's that's huge. Yeah, I like that. Um, and now, did you have for today? Did you have anybody for, for today? Turn? Rob from Ohio had the uh, Divas Money in the Bank match, mm. which was a pretty great yeah, idea. Yeah, we had a lot of people today calling about. I mean, so far, I mean, again, the phone number is eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. Talking many off the hook still. We had a lot of people talking about. The Divas, you know, the f- women's uh, WWE wrestlers kicking off the show or doing a second match. Um, and who was it? You just might have just said his name. I'm sorry. About, about the, the ladder match. Rob from Ohio was saying the uh, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that that's a good idea. I mean, it, it'd be early in the show to put that on. Yeah, definitely. I'd put that more mid-card if I was booking that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, how many men? Just your opinion. I'm just from a fan's perspective. How many? How many female matches? How many you know women's divas, whatever you want to call it, matches do you think would be on uh, on Mania? Two, one, or three? Uh, I'd probably go with two. Huh. All right. Well, what would be the two? Well, you don't want to spoil your gimmick? Uh, yeah, I don't want to say. I've, I do have uh, I have at least one in mind, which I'm not announcing till the next Mania off the hook. Uh-huh. Okay. Sneaky. Hold on. I'm trying to send a message to a call screener about a number. So maybe we might have had the wrong number on Rod, on Roderick. So uh, it looks like the right number. No, this is a different number. Okay, no problem. So we're working on that. Bear with us. We are live. So sometimes these things happen. That's part of the thing. So what else you got, Cap, with the, as far as the fans? How should we log the fans? How should we, you know what I mean? Like, how should we do this? I've been organizing it together on a regular Word file. Are we going to have a, a, do we have any ideas where we want to take this? Do we want to make it a little more interactive? Well, what's your opinion? Have people pick winners? I uh, think we can. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, it's it's pretty interactive now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> I mean, people are actually calling, giving their and giving their concepts, their ideas, their this, their that. I mean, so um, I, I don't know about. I don't think fans picking picking it would be a good idea. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I don't know you shouldn't be picking it. That's for sure. <laughs> I know that much. Uh. Let's go real quick to uh, Billy. He's got an idea. Billy in Pennsylvania, what's up? What's up, Taz? It's an honor to be on the Taz Show. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. So, what are you thinking on WrestleMania? You got a, a second match for us? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't get to call in on uh, Friday, so I got a first and second match for you. Uh, go for it. Shoot. All right. So, my first match, we got to do a badass opening match with a couple of badass wrestlers. Um, since it's fantasy booking, I, I got Daniel Bryan back from injury. We got Daniel Bryan taking on Samoa Joe in the opening match. Okay, feel you on that. That would be that would tear it down, right? I think that'd be pretty good. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean it'd be hard to follow, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your second one, bro? All right, then we got a tag team championship match. We got the New Day versus Enzo and Cass. New Day, wow, wow. Enzo and Cass, obviously the baby faces, right? Yeah, they got to cut promos on each other before the match starts, too. <laughs> that, that could be the whole show. <laughs> yeah, they could just do that, actually. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Those are good ideas. I like that. I like that. All right, I think we have our special guest on the phone. We had a little cross-up on the phone number. Apologize uh, on uh, on that deal there. So sometimes that happens. So he's the world television champion from Ring of Honor, one of the best, most technically sound guys you're going to find in the world today, Mr. Roderick Strong. What's up, Roddy? How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, brother. Listen, sorry for the holdup. We had a little cross-up uh, cross on the phone number gimmick. That's all fault. My bad. So, uh, uh, no worries. All good, brother. So, uh, listen, man, you were rocking and rolling, you know, and, and I, you know, I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. Your in-ring work is uh, highly impressive. Um, I respect you, dude, because you're technically sound and then some, and you could see the passion in you to have not just a strong wrestling mac match, but a strong style of a wrestling match. You've always been a fan of that strong style of guys before you. Uh, um, is that something you kind of want to – that's kind of your style that you want? Obviously, you're putting out there. That's something you've always liked when you were a younger wrestler or even before you broke into business? Yeah, that, that is actually something that's always a, I've been attracted to. Yeah, I could tell. And, and with – and with me personally, being a younger wrestler when I got in, it actually became more of a defense mechanism for me. 
a defense mechanism. Okay, what do you mean? Well, explain that a little bit so people understand what you mean. Uh, based on, because I grew up uh, around wrestling, I was like 12 years old when it started, like going around it. Right. So when I was in the ring at like 14 with the older guys, they kind of were old with me, where they just beat the crap out of me. Well, I hear, but bro, we got a, bad, a little bit of a bad connection. You're choppy a little bit. I don't know if you, you're on a cell phone, obviously. So maybe if you can get in a little bit of a better cell area, you're a little choppy. I hear you, but you're a little choppy. So, uh, you know, Is it any better? A little bit better, yeah, I guess so. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> Do that gimmick. Um, all right, so you're saying you, you, were, you were in there with older wrestlers when you were young. You were 14 years old. You got in the ring. That, that's how young you were you started? 12 is actually when I started. Oh, jeez, bro. I think that's against the law. <laughs> Holy cow. You know, I, when I watch you, I, I got to tell you, I, I mean this in a respectful way, you remind me a lot of a guy I wrestled a whole bunch, a guy from my generation named Dean Malenko. And, you know, I, I see a lot of that in you. You know, like, um, just... It's hard, your style, your 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 mechanics in the ring, your your nuances in between spots, which are so important, Roddy. Most people, fans don't realize that. I talk about that a lot on the show, bro. Like, you know, the the transitional things that wrestlers do transitionally from high spot to high spot, you know, and, and you got that down, and that's what creates that it factor that we always talk about, right? So Dean Malenko, I feel, was always one of the best at that, and I feel that in a complimentary way towards you, you're the same way. Well, I appreciate that. I think it's pretty interesting. This past year, I've had a, a, quite a few people tell me they thought I was trained by Dean. <laughs> I, yeah, which, there's a lot of similarities, man. There really is. Which I actually tried to go to his school when I was 15, but he had already sold it to Steve Kern. Oh, it was him and his brother Joe Malenko, right? The Malenko's uh, dojo they had, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, Kern's not a bad guy to learn from, but you, you, um, you know, you listen, man. You, you're, you're way past that routine, obviously. Now you got trained by Jim Nutter, I believe, right? And and yeah. uh, who else? Warlord too, and and uh, I missed yeah. someone. Yeah, a little bit of everybody. It's kind of uh, you know, just like I'm a mutt when it comes to training. I would just kind of try to listen to anybody that would give me advice. Right. Yeah, man. Well, that's the key, right? To be a, sp- yeah, exactly. a sponge. Yeah, man. To be a sponge, and. So now you're the TV champion. You're in a company like Ring of Honor. Obviously, you have a demanding audience in front of you, and I can relate to that as my in my history in ECW. You know, so maybe uh, you know peel back the curtain for people a little bit for fans because you know, I have a lot of smart fans that listen to the show and watch the show. So maybe explain that sometimes how it's an ambitious task, how it's not easy sometimes to go out and wrestle in front of a Ring of Honor crowd, which is always very demanding, and they they want. Excellent, excellent in-ring work. I think when when I was younger in the company, there was a lot more pressure that I would put on myself when it goes up when it comes to going out there and trying to top what I did every time. And yes. I think that's what like a lot of Ring of Honor guys try to do. Yeah. And I think the older I got, and the you know a little bit wiser I got, you understand if you if you tell. Pretty much the same story, but in a different way. You're gonna you're gonna be able to, uh, you know, capture the crowd like you would if you not did a new move or five new moves every time. Yeah, totally, man. And, and, and for me, that was the biggest thing when it came to like learning how to preserve my body, you know, in this business because the Ring of Honor style is tough, just based off personal pressure. Yeah, yeah. Because we want to. You know, be the best in the business at what we're doing, and you know our fans are rowdy in their past. You know, from your ECW days, where you're like, oh, yeah, 
they're they're not necessarily asking for it. You're like, hey, I want to give this to them because they're giving so much to us. And then you're like, oh man, look how far we went. What are we going to do next? <laughs> yeah, <Shit>. yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so now let me ask you this because I'm curious. I've never been to and I've watched a good amount of PWG, and you're you're a champ over there, man. And what's the difference? If there's a difference, like wrestling in front of. A PWG crowd compared to a Ring of Honor crowd, it's similar or what, what, you know, break that down for me. A guy that's never, I've never been around like a, any PWG stuff. I never been, I never been to a Ring of Honor show. I'm not invited, brother. They don't invite me nowhere. I don't get invited. Hey, you're invited personally to both from me. <laughs> well, uh, then I might have to take you up on that. Thank you. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, for me, it's the fact that PWG is. Every four to six weeks, you know, it's a it's a hot ticket. They run a small building. Tickets are hard to come by, and the and the excitement's there. You know, Ring of Honor is obviously a much bigger company, and they're running far more often on TV every week. So Yeah, yeah. The thing I love about PWG is the passion of the fans, because when they come there, they want to be involved. You know, they see what's going on, and they want to be involved in it. And it's very, I know a lot of guys put a lot of pressure on themselves there, but for me, it's a very relaxed situation, because it's chaotic. The crowd's going to do what you want them to do and for me personally being a bad guy there it, it makes for the most fun I could possibly have that's cool yeah definitely I, I, I hear what you're saying man yeah because that, that PWG they do amazing stuff as does Ring of Honor obviously but you're right there's definitely it's a bigger company Ring of Honor more TV penetration they have a TV deal all this kind of stuff and uh, and now speaking of TV Ring of Honor Final Battle 15 right you uh, yeah. it seems like you're gonna I don't I don't know if it's a spoiler it might be or Bobby Fish and you're gonna have at it right Yep, it just came out actually like last week. So all right, cool. No spoiler. <laughs> I'm excited to wrestle Bobby. <laughs> yeah, what's I didn't hear? Say again. No, I just was saying I'm I'm excited to wrestle oh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a tremendous worker. I mean, um. Another guy that just fits right in in that world that you guys are in. And it's so much different, Roddy, like your generation compared to my generation. We had a lot of really good workers, you know, but your generation, dude, it's like I know I, I talked to like Samoa Joe about this a lot and, and other guys. Like, you know, there's just so many, so many good guys that are so talented. Uh, and you said something a little bit earlier in this conversation about, you know, in Ring of Honor when you were younger, you were putting more pressure on yourself. And I think that's what makes you the in-ring competitor you are and the performer you are and the champion you are is that you understand how vital that is that you have to put pressure on yourself. The best guys do do that. And I think your generation, these guys all just try to top each other on a regular basis. All of you guys, um, as a former wrestler, a guy from a, a generation and, and being an ECW original and that movement we had, I got to tell you, I, I tip my cap to you guys, and I'm, I'm so so much of a fan of Mark to watch what you guys do. I'm inspired by it. It's, it's, I'm jealous. I wish I was still wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I wish you were, too, so we could wrestle. I wouldn't re- Bro, I couldn't keep up. I'd be blown up. I, would, <laughs> I need an oxygen tank to keep up with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, but they, once, you, once you got your hands on me, though, I'd be done. Oh yeah, no. I, there'd be a suplex, and then 
and then I would yell at the crowd for about five minutes <laughs> and tell you to stay down. <laughs> no, no, you could go, brother. I mean, yeah, no, and I, like, I remember when I had to wrestle guys like an Eddie Guerrero. You know, I would say to, to Eddie, Eddie, let's let's just slow down, brother. Okay, no reason to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's take it easy here, bro. Because Eddie was a machine. You know what I mean? He wouldn't stop. You know, it was tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, man, you guys are really. Um, your generation and guys like you in the lead lead pack of that generation, so so much talent. This just there's so many different matches that I could see a guy like you having with so many guys that you haven't haven't matched with already. I should say like a PWG or Ring of Honor, and I, I guess it's just it's it's kind of cool too because you're not a gigantic guy neither was i obviously, and it's like that. I don't think that matters much anymore, which is so awesome. For the guy that's not six six, three hundred fifty pounds, you know. Oh, totally. The thing for me is, I mean, obviously, personally, with you not being a bigger guy either, like to me, size never benefit. I think with wrestling, it's so emotionally based that if it comes out of you naturally, the fans are going to be attached to you, and I think that's what my style and guys that wrestle my style that have have done it so well have been around for a long time because they can get the crowd into it. Right. And not have to be huge guys. Right. And I don't think, dude, you know this? I don't, I really don't think that fans, and I don't mean this as a disrespectful thing towards fans that never were athletes or wrestlers. I don't mean it like that at all, what I'm about to say. But I, I, you know, I have people say to me sometimes, oh, man, do you think that you would have been WWE champion if you would have been a lot taller or a lot, you know, if you would have been six foot four? And I'm like, no, I, I, I was the wrestler I was because I maximized and used my size advantage, not disadvantage, to my advantage. And I think guys like you do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That it is. I mean, you know, that's what you got to roll with, right? You 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 play the hand you dealt with, you maximize it, and a guy like you's doing that big, dude. And um, so I mean, you 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 know, you're obviously always in great shape. You're always training, but you're wrestling so much. I mean, do you get some downtime to so your body can recover? Or what do you like to do in your downtime? What's your deal with that? Man, when I'm not wrestling and I'm actually just home, I'm pretty sedentary. I yeah. like to just. Uh... Watch old wrestlers trying to get better now because I used to watch so much when I was younger, and now that when I wrestle, you know, just wrestling so much, I tend to just watch a lot of the stuff that's on TV nowadays. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. You know, so I'll relax. I'll go to the pool. I'll hang out with my buddies. I hang out with my girlfriend. I mean, I, she lives out in California, so I'll go out there for a couple of days and just hang out. So. That's cool, bro. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I try to do as as little as possible because I have a problem of overtraining sometimes or just yeah. too much activity. And you know with the schedule, you know, your body needs to recover. calm down. Yeah, recover. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I agree. That's important. A lot of folks don't realize that, but that's vital. Um, no, and the mind, too. That's, oh, yeah. That's yeah. one of the biggest things I learned is just to calm the mind. It needs to rest. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're right. And that's a, that's a huge thing, man. And, and you know what? Speaking of um, – Guys who've learned to calm their mind down in the ring. A guy that I saw you wrestle recently, Will Ferrara in Ring of Honor. On, and um, I broke down Will on, on a segment of mine. You know, he spent some time in, when I had a dojo of finishing school. And Will, I remember when he was in my dojo, he was he was such an excitable type guy. He was so had so much energy. And I was like, Will, slow down in the ring. You know, he would rush everything. And then I watched him, you know, his evolution in Ring of Honor and how he doesn't do that anymore. He's so smart the way he paces. His time, his timing is so much better. And I got to say, you and he had a, had a great match just recently on Ring of Honor TV. 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's funny. With Will, I still, because his nerves get to him a little bit. So yeah. that's one thing I, I get on him. Just relax. Slow down, because he is so high energy. Yes. I love it. And he's a great guy, and he actually he listens to everything. It's amazing. He's so passionate, you know, dude. He's, he, he loves yeah. the business. He respects the business. Uh, and he came up. He's coming up the right way, just like a guy like you came up the right way. Hence your success, bro. And and listen, man, I, much continued success to you, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you and, uh, and Mr. Fish go at it, bro, at Final Battle. Yeah, thank you. You should come out. Yeah, man, maybe I will. I got to, you know, I got. I guess I got to buy it. Where do I buy tickets? Online? How do I do that? <laughs> you got me covered. Put me in the will call list, bro. All right, cool. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, anybody out there, you want to uh, follow uh, Roddy, man, Roderick Strong, go to his Twitter account, at Roderick Strong, and check him out. He's the Ring of Honor World TV champ. Brother, I appreciate you jumping off a little bit, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. All right, man. Talk to you soon, dude. All right, come All right. back on again down the road, okay? Yeah, I hope so. You got it, bro. Talk, Talk to you later. You. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah, man. So, good dude right there. I feel bad. We had a little bit of a bad connection, but yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, a little choppy. But a little choppy. Started when he was 12 years old. Yeah, that's crazy, wow. man. That's crazy. But, you know, you watch this guy work. For those that haven't, I mean, he's just like, you know, he's the real deal. I mean, he's that good of a worker. Like, you know, <laughs> yep. he's just... You know, if you hold a championship title in a ring of honor, you're doing something right because of... You know what the competition, the competition. That, yeah, it's just everybody around you there. It's you know, it's um, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. So let's segue back into and thank you for Ring of Honor setting that up. But Roddy, appreciate it, man. Having back on again down the road. Uh, let's continue talking. This. So where were we now? On Mania off the hook. So you gave your. Let me pull this gimmick up. We had my match and your match. So. Yeah. You gave, hold on one sec. What was your match again, dude? Uh, New Day in Ascension. I just found it. Okay, New Day in Ascension. Yeah, I don't like your match. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of your match. I don't like your fantasy. I don't like it at all. Sorry. I, I, I wanted to say it earlier, but I'm trying to be nice. No, say it. What do you mean? What do you say? Say no? it. I said it. Say it no, again. No, no, <laughs> There we go. So, wait, 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 what? No, what? No, what? No. Let's go to uh, Chris, in, uh, Chris in Florida. What's up, Chris? Chris. Hey, Taz. How you doing? I'm first good, buddy. First time caller, long time listener. Oh, uh, first time, long time, huh? Yeah, I had to get you with it. I'm sorry, bro. Will you stop? All right. So, what's up, brother? What's up? What do you want to do? You got a mania gimmick for me? What do you got? Yeah, I got a mania gimmick. Uh, wasn't able to call Friday, so I wanted to give you my first match and give you my second match. Well, you know what, Chris? You can. Go for it. Okay, thank you, brother. <laughs> um, my first match was actually kind of like a um, uh, kind of like WrestleMania uh, 30 or 31 where Daniel Bryan went first and then went to the main event. So what I was thinking of was Roman Reigns versus Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus wins via disqualification to go to the main event at WrestleMania again, same night, uh, going up against Sheamus again in a different comp type of uh, stipulation. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I got to ask my buddy for something. Uh, hold on a second. Hold, hold, hold on, Chris. Hey, uh, Tony Jabroni, hand me that roadmap. I'm trying to keep up with Chris here. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why you Sorry. lost me? Say that again. Like, sync, sync this to get a little better. You got Roman okay. Reigns. What do you, you say? I'm already the first match and a second match. That's it. Simple. Okay. First match, 
throw out the world heavyweight title right then and there. Sheamus <laughs> versus Roman Reigns. Oh, you're crazy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm crazy because I'm setting up the main event for right, a little right. bit bigger spe- uh, spectacle. Okay. But my second match was one of my favorite matches was the TLC tag match. Yes, yes. Very so, good. So, Dudley Boys, uh, New Day, and uh, Lucha Dragons in a TLC da- uh, tag match. But what about, okay, so that's, you're talking about that Mania? Yes. All right, you, bro, I love you. You got everybody involved with something. I, yeah, it's awesome, uh, I guess. Uh, I, okay, well, I appreciate you sharing it, Chris. That, that's cool. Thank you, buddy. And call back again, and uh, and I'll make sure I have my friend Rand here. You know Rand? You know Rand is? <laughs> Who's Rand? Rand McNally. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I know who Rand is. You know Rand, Rand McNally? <laughs> Some people don't know who Rand McNally. Right now, people under 30 years old, maybe under 25, are Googling. He, he gives great direction. He does. They're Googling. Rand <laughs> R-A-N-D McNally. Just Google that, kids. All those kids that are on their way to geometry class. Because my kid would have no idea. Kids that are like, you know, older teenagers or like in their early 20s. Dude, if it doesn't start with a G and end in an S with a P in the middle of it, they have no idea what it is. What? Is there an app for that? Is there a Rand McNally app? That would be funny, actually. I wonder if there is. I might have to take a look. Someone started right now. I'm sure there's a Rand McNally Twitter account right now since I just started that. I'm a trendsetter here. We know this, though. I start trends. That's what I do. Yeah, start trends. So, okay, let's let's get let's get back to what we're talking about here with the mini off the hook. You checking it? Are you checking it? Yeah, I was gonna take a look. You take a look. I'm gonna go back to mini off the hook. I'm gonna talk a little more about my match. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. All right. So, so here's the thing. I'm saying I see title Tyler Breeze against Baron Corbin. Like I said, initially my first thing last week when I was coming up with this list. I had Neville going against Breeze because of their history and how good the matches were and all of that kind of jazz. So now, I don't know, I'm, I'm shifting things up a little bit, shifting it up, and I went with Baron Corbin against Tyler Breeze for the Intercontinental Championship. I think it'd be a strong match as a second match, and you put the title... I, look, I just think you got to get the title off Kevin Owens. The IC title, he doesn't need it. He's over. He's doing nothing for the title. Nothing. It's not his fault. They're doing nothing with the IC title and Kevin Owens. The guy walks around with it on his shoulder. He's not doing anything with it. And he's probably one of the best in-ring workers, arguably, that you have. He's that good of a talent. You know, and I just don't they they could be doing a lot more with it, and they're not. So put it on somebody else, because Kevin Owens is an intriguing enough character. He doesn't need it. So you put it on a Tyler Breeze. Who can I could see him as the IC champion and could utilize that with Summer Rae, her walking around wearing the belt and doing whatever she's doing with the belt? It'd be kind of cool. And then you have a Baron Corbin coming as this ass kicking heel, you know, to to get in the face of Tyler Breeze, you know, just like you said, Captain. Exactly that anti-establishment, disgruntled babyface, like the Texas Rattlesnake did, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just like that, right? Kind of, yeah. Because I wouldn't call Baron Corbin a suplex machine. Oh. <laughs> is, is, is this you on the road to recovery? Is that what this is? Is it? I don't know. You, because you're, if you're it is, it's a, it, it's a failed attempt, oh. if it is. Okay. Well, who's not? Uh, you're saying Baron Corbin's not the suplex machine. Yeah, he doesn't do too many suplexes in his uh, mm. in his matches. Yeah, I know. Dude, what are you, what are you talking about? You want a shovel? <laughs> Listen, dude. Uh, what made me the character Taz it wasn't the suplexes. The, the character mm. was totally... Had nothing to do with suplexing. You know that, right? Yeah. 
Oh, you do? I'm not going to put you in a spot and make you explain it. You're just going to give me a yeah, yeah, yes, yes, no. Dude, all the producers, and there's been millions of them on the show. Millions have been in that chair. Millions. Actually, billions. Billions? Billions. Billions. It's, it's the toughest job in entertainment to be the producer of the oh, cast I see show. That. Oh, no, it's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bitch. No, it's a bitch. Because you got to cross your T's, you got to dot your I's. And you got to clean the poop deck. You, you got to clean the poop deck. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You definitely got to clean the poop deck. That's a plus. But you got to know your stuff. Especially when it comes to the guy Taz. He's the host. You can't not know his history. But you're saying you know my history. From 97 on, that's when I started watching. Only from 97. I've watched the other stuff here and there. Only from 97, that's you know. That's when I started okay. watching. No, that's cool. That's cool. So, only from 97. Let's get nuts! All right, so everything else, nothing else mad that I did in my career. It, nothing. I, I didn't say that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Then. No, you're right. I, you didn't say that. You're right. You didn't say that. All right, I, I, I'm going to... I'm just giving you my frame of reference. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. Please. You, you know, I got people calling. The phones are lighting up. I, you aggravate me. All right, look. We're, 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 we're on the cusp of a break. We're going to take a break quick. Guys on hold, stay there. We're going to continue doing Manny off the hook. We're going to get to all your calls. I'm going to do my best. Please hang in there. This is the Taz Show. We will be right back. I'm hoping I won't let you go. I left my heart in the city. Bye. 